How can't I help you today? I want to speak to your manager. Hello and welcome to Customer Service Horror Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, David, and we are recording episode 17 tonight, and it's going to be a little bit different. Like I said, this is me. I get to do what I want. I'm doing this for fun, and I'm hoping you're enjoying yourselves as well, but so this is what we're doing tonight. We, I, (laughs) I'm going to, um, we're going to do true crime, and we're going to do a listener story. And I've been debating in my mind, like, what do we want? What what should I do first? So we're going to hit you hard first with the true crime. And then we're going to reel it back in and end with um, a couple of, it's one person's two stories um, about uh, (laughs) about a dispensary. (laughs) So, um, and I've read them and they're, they're good stuff. All right, so first... We're going to start with our true crime for the for the first time. All right. So here we go. Um, I found this. So I found this uh, story. I was actually just kind of Googling um, fast food or, you know, retail or whatever. Um, and I got this cool article from Business Insider that has 17 different stories. So I'm going to talk about one of them tonight. And then next week we'll do another. And the week after that we'll do another. And um, I'm going to just kind of, we're just going to kind of do have true crime slash paranormal. I might change it up depending on how I'm feeling that week. But then we'll always, um, we'll try to have a listener story or two to end that one. So, um this information, so first I got the story from Business Insider, and then I researched a little harder into uh, Daily Star, um, and so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, talk to you about this. It is the um, Burger Chef murders of uh, 1978, so um, it is basically about um, four... Um, Four employees of Burger Chef, um, which is um, kind of is is a restaurant and it's in uh, Speedway, so it is a uh, five fifty seven twenty five Criseville Road in Speedway. So, um, it it is closed. The restaurant is closed, has been closed, and this unfortunately has gone unsolved. So. Um, Everybody involved in this, I'm just going to let you right now, let you know right now, was 20 or under. Four employees of Burger Chef at about somewhere between 11 and 12, it says different times in different articles, but somewhere between 11 p.m. and 12 a.m. on the closing shift, um, Jane Freed, 20 years old, as the assistant manager, um was leading her team in the closing closing duties, you know, at the end of your, you know, when you're closing down a when you're closing down any kind of, you know, restaurant, fast food, coffee, whatever, you got your routines, cleaning up, restocking so you're good for the morning shift. I know that if you're listening to this podcast that you understand the importance of having a good 
closing shift so the morning can have a smooth opening um, and be ready for the next day. But that's not what this is about. So they were doing their due diligence and doing all of these things. Um, and uh, Ruth Shelton, uh, 17 years old, Daniel Davis, 16, and Mark Flemons, also 16, um, were, like I said, doing their closing closing duties at, you know, cleaning up, doing their thing, getting ready for the morning, when um, one of them taking out the garbage, someone took advantage, and um, all four had been murdered. The they believe that is a a botched robbery basically because they they had taken five hundred and eighty one dollars from the safe, but it was all in cash and none of it was in change and there was hundreds of dollars in change and the employees themselves had not been robbed. Um but the tragic thing is, is since there were so many employees, there must have been just as many or more assailants. And they had um, stolen or used Jane's car and um, abducted all employees. And their bodies were found two days after this incident, which was November 17th, 1978. So on, so on November 19th, their bodies were found in a wooded, hilly area in Johnson County uh, near Center Grove High School. So, um, like I said, the police think it was a robbery gone bad and just kind of went out of control. Um... The weird uh, one of the things is, is not only did they take Jane's car after they abducted them, but they must have switched into another car or two waiting where her car was because they had left her car in that spot and there were no other cars to be seen. Um, they, um, sorry, I'm just checking. <laughs> this is a really rough story because this is. Is completely unsolved so far. Um, so they, when they found their bodies in the hills, they had found that Jane, um, the manager, 20 years old, had been stabbed multiple times. And when she was found, the knife they used was protrude, was still protruding from her chest. So they left, they left their knife there. <laughs> and, um, Ruth and Daniel were found laying on the ground, shot execution style. Now, Mark had actually gotten up and ran, but he got about 75 yards from where they were, and he ran into a tree and choked to death on his own blood. I cannot... That is... Can you imagine just you run away and then you think you, you've gotten away and then you run into a tree and then you just choke on your own blood. 
So um, the articles were both were going on to say that neither women had been sexually assaulted. And I think they point that out because <laughs> lots of times with, you know, when it's someone doing things for pleasure, someone just being a completely psychopath, they had, um, you know, other things happen besides just the killing. So, um, but uh, they had found that neither women had been sexually assaulted, but all four were still in their uniforms because they were taken directly from the restaurant. Um, but their uniforms were brown and orange. And um, so one of the crazy things is, um, so the Speedway in Indiana, Indianapolis police went investigating for a few weeks that followed the incident. But um, actually nothing was found in whatever attempts they had made to find any evidence. The problem is is that the um, people had cleaned up the crime scene. Like the crime scene had been cleaned up by some of the employees because and the police so that to get the store ready for the next day. Which is crazy because there goes all of your evidence. So... Um, you know, when while they were searching for the evidence, they ended up not being able to find um, some prison inmates claimed to know some details about it. But anything that they had said had yielded nothing, yielded nothing. There was nothing, nothing they said panned out. So um, now fast forward to 2018, um, a couple of decades later, the efforts uh, to solve that mystery um kind of uh sorry yeah no they um so in 2018 they actually found a photograph of the knife that was used and they enlarged it and they tried to use that sorry for that weird blip but um they tried to use that to see if any memories were jogged or anyone would come forward and it was unfortunately still nothing had happened nobody this is a completely unsolved mystery. Um, the f <laughs> I mean, we don't even know what the motivation was. I mean, I can understand. I think I, I mean, the police thinking it was a botched robbery. That's, a, sounds like a very, like, I mean, but if it was a botched robbery and they said that many people, they must have known there were that many people in closing. That's crazy. Um, so, um, so far, we, as far as I know, have no more evidence on any of that. Um, I apologize. That was kind of a rough one. Um, and not just the story itself, but my telling of it, because that's the first time I've ever done anything kind of like that. Um, but what we are going to do is when I can pull it up is get the listener stories that I wanted to read to you. Um, I'm very excited because, um, here we go. This is a listener story from, uh, Melissa. I'm going to read it verbatim. <laughs> going to read it as best I can. Verbatim, we always know. We know I always have something to say in between. Okay. She writes. 
I work at a cannabis dis dispensary. <laughs> she did not stutter with her typing. <laughs> a 40-year-old man comes in looking for vape cartridges. I tell him that, unfortunately, right now, all we have is the one kind in stock. He gets noticeably upset. I apologize again and tell him about a store that is close by. 10-minute drive, and he gruffly tells me he's not driving that far for it. Verbatim, David, verbatim. We'll go back. He repeats himself saying, quote, that's all you got, unquote. I'm getting right at this tone by now. His, sorry, he's making the situation seem as if he'd order, uh, we didn't order more just to piss him off. I, <clears throat> later, David, commentary later. I assertively say, quote, dude, we got 420 <laughs> cannabis stores in our province. Everyone has got to get a little piece of the pie, unquote. He doesn't listen to me, talks over me. He starts yelling about how in the past this has happened to him before where he didn't have what they wanted. I tried to, <laughs> I tried to explain what he, I tried to explain and he waves me off. I say aggressively, quote, if you want to have that kind of attitude, then that's fine, unquote. He told me to watch. He told me to watch it <laughs> as he's exiting. <laughs> I yelled for him, quote, have a nice fucking day, unquote. <laughs> he walks back in, sorry. He walks back into the store to tell me, quote, wash my fucking mouth, unquote. And they should wash my, wash your fucking mouth. So that's how I started my shift. Oh, <laughs> fucking okay. Um, I'm sorry. First of all, dude, if you're that crazy about getting that what you want, a 10 minute drive is not that far. My God, just the whole time he's arguing here, back and forth with her, he could have driven to the place that had it. And then bought it. He's lucky that she even gave him like a reference. Like he's like, he's even lucky that she was like, here, try a store that I don't work for. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> um, <laughs> first of all, if she says, that's all you got, that's all you got. Dude, don't worry about it. You don't have to repeat the question. That's all you got? Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why do people, why do customers get like personally offended? Like she says here, um, he's making the situation seem as if we didn't order more just to piss him off. <laughs> why do, why when like corporate cancels something or when you run out of an ingredient or when you run out of an item, why is it that specific person's fault? <laughs> I mean, he's not even the higher-ups. It's just that person who could also potentially be like a 15-year-old. Why would it be their decision to cut that off just to piss you off? What? How How full of yourself are you that you think an entire corporation is going to be like, you know what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> Don't carry this product where it's 10 minutes less of a drive for him to go get it. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> I love how she threw the pun. We got 420 <laughs> cannabis stores in our province. Like, seriously, she's telling you there's 419 other places to go. Like, I, okay, I, I, I understand loyalty. You want to give them your money. But she's like literally telling you to go to another store and go buy the product that you want instead of just sit here and yell at her for no fucking reason. My God. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but if I was her manager when she said, and like when I saw that, if you want to have that kind of attitude, then it's fine. Um, have a nice fucking day. <laughs> I totally would have sided with her. I would have been like, sir, go away. <laughs> no. <laughs> have a nice fucking day. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that was a good one. I really liked that one. <laughs> Okay, let's read her other story. This is another cannabis dispensary story. Another 40-plus-year-old white man comes in looking for a vape cartridge. I help him decide what he wants and start opening, <laughs> and start opening my drawer to grab what he wanted. Now, each vape cartridge comes in different packaging, and since it was to order, a lot of new... Um, and since it was order day, a lot of new ones came in. So I'm going through each one, just trying to find which one he wanted. He physically climbs over the counter. His body is sprawled over my counter like a child. And, <laughs> and starts pointing at different packages, telling me which one is which. He has no idea what he's talking about, obviously, and is pointing to the wrong one. Swearing up and down that that's the right one. I keep sternly telling him that no, that's not the right one. Please just give me two seconds of peace so I can find what you want. After he climbs off the counter, I find what he wants and he goes to exit. He gives me his empty Tim Hortons cup and tells me, doesn't ask, to throw it in the garbage for him. He sets it on the counter and I leave it there because there's three dudes behind him and throwing out his cup isn't my number one priority. He turns to leave and as he does, I greet the next customer. He turns around, physically cuts off the customer by blocking the way, picks up his empty cup and thrusts it into my face, telling me to throw it away. He is not leaving until I throw it away. Then he makes some old boomer joke and I pretend to laugh until he leaves. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. The guys behind him were in shock. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, really. Is it really worth that? Is it really worth the trouble? Like, was that worth it, guy? Did you feel like the hero? Did you? Did you Did you teach everyone a lesson? God, God damn it. Oh, man. 
Oh man, that oh man. They're just customers like that. That's they're so entitled and they're so um uh oh my goodness. I literally just forgot the word that I was gonna try to use. Uh hello. Hypocritical. That is absolute insanity. That is just insane. Why do you have to be so rude? There's there's no reason for that. There's absolutely no reason for that. <sighs> Alrighty. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. That was really frustrating. Um, well, guys, I'm really... I apologize. The first part of this episode was a little choppy, but you know what? I like to give it to you raw. So that's how you're going to get it. Um... Thank you so much for sticking with me. If you have at this point, doubt it. If you have, let me know. Um, please, you guys. Um, I know that there aren't a lot of us, but please uh, give me your stories. If, if you're listening because you can relate to anything I'm saying or you're enjoying anything that you're hearing, please give me um, a shout at either Twitter or Instagram, and it's at... CSHS podcast, or you can email me your stories that I can try really hard to read verbatim. I try really hard. You still got the giggles, but that's okay. That's just reaction. That's not commentary. Anyway, just email me your stories, whether it be bad customers, bad customer service, um, in any industry that involves dealing with a client or a customer. I mean, it could be nursing. It could be um, preschool slash daycare. It could be, um, you know, pharmacy. It could literally, it could just, it could be anything. So um, <laughs> let me know what's up at podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And how can't I help you today?